It's your pal Siri. You have found the Ambiguously Blind Podcast, where we are challenging beliefs and revealing abilities that make people extraordinary. With your host, a guy that's great at hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, 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 greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and supporting the podcast experience. Our guest for this episode is Mary Mamaliti. I hope I'm saying that correctly. She is a uh, podcast host. She has a quite an infectious personality and seems like she is uh, always having fun with life, which I just find fantastic. She's the host of Kitchen Confession and Dish with Mary. So let's hop over to Toronto, Canada and into the Kitchen Confession studio and say howdy to Mary. Welcome to the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. It is a pleasure to have you. And this has been a long time in the making. I'm glad we were able to finally get this done. So am I. So am I. This is going to be fun. It's part of, I've got my Canadian joke series that I'm going to unroll a little bit here. Of course you do. So, yes. So uh, I mean no <laughs> offense by that to any of our Canadian <laughs> listeners out there, but it's, it's, crack, it's I've, I've used this one too many times probably now, but I've got my double double here because I <laughs> needed to make sure I was well caffeinated for this discussion because I, mm-hmm. I feel you got some good energy, Mary, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, good. So <laughs> kind of off the bat, there's uh, on your website, there's, there's at least three things that we need to know about you that I think you want to share with people. And I can relate to why you want to share these things. And one is that you're legally blind. Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Um, and two is that you have RP. And we'll talk a little yes. bit about that. And uh, the third one is that you smile all the time, I think it says. I do. I do. And I have to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to list that one. The third one. I mean, we'll talk about all three, but the third one definitely because everyone's like, well, why is she putting that in? It's because it does get me into trouble at times. Oh, well, life is too short, though. I mean, you got to you got to have fun. Right. And smile is generally equated with fun. Absolutely. But it's also it also happens when I'm nervous. So it's not great when you go to funerals. Right. You're giving your condolences and it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. My condolences. And it's like, why am I smiling? What's happening? Do you ever have you ever like cry smiled or you've been crying and smiled? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a mess. Yeah. But it's fun. That's it's a special fun. talent. Well, yeah, <laughs> I and I think laughing goes along with smiling, too. So I, I certainly appreciate that. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. But so that was the thing I wanted. I always list that one because, like I said, it can get me into trouble. Um, but I do love smiling. I mean, I just I think there's so much to be grateful for. I mean, not to get too serious. It's just something that I think of every day. I've, I've actually had someone ask me, why are you always smiling every time I see you? I said, well, why shouldn't I be? I'm alive. Yeah. And, there's uh, you a, know, there's a quote here. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's I'm pull this off. I mean, I, hopefully you remember saying this. I think life is uh, life is meant to be lived. And damn it, that's exactly what I intend to do. Is that did Absolutely. you say that? I, I, I did. That's great. I did. It's a great way I to did. be. Well, because for too long, when you have a disability, I mean, I I was born with RP, did not get diagnosed until I was 21. So all those years, I knew there was something different about me, didn't know what it was, knew I just saw things differently than others until 21. And then when I did get diagnosed, I hid it. I hid my condition and I hid it because a few reasons. So at the time it was, I don't want to be treated differently. I really didn't know what was happening to me. 
And when you're told you get the diagnosis of retinitis pigmentosa, you're going to go blind. That's basically that's how they tell you, or at least that's how they told me you're going to lose your sight. That's a lot to take right there. Exactly. So, I mean, I remember looking over at my sister when I got the diagnosis and color just drained from her face. My eyes welled up and the doctor's like, well, there's no sense in crying because it's going to happen. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he should retire at this point. Yeah, maybe work on a <laughs> bedside manner a little bit. Right. But unfortunately, it's how I found out. And not everyone has like a, I mean, there's no great way to find out, but there is uh, something to be said about compassion and empathy like as to what someone may be going through. Exactly. Um, right. So that didn't happen for me. So I was kind of thrust into this reality of me losing my sight. And I decided to hide it. I just, I hid what was happening to me. A few people knew, family members knew. I had a great group of uh, cousins that I grew up with and they knew. And every time we would go out, they would always have my back and they would always look out for me. But especially they, people just didn't know. And one of the reasons, like I said, was because I didn't want to be treated differently. But I think truthfully, as an adult, I, I think the main reason was because saying it out loud, talking about it made it real and made it that this is actually happening mm -hmm. and there's nothing I can do to change it, stop it uh, from progressing or even change the diagnosis. So it was, I think it was a mixture of, of everything, you know, just the initial shock and all that. I can certainly relate to that because I, I mean, this is the ambiguously blind podcast, right? Right. And so the, when, when my sight change happened, it, it just happened overnight. And for quite some time, uh, I mean, I, what I say is I can just, I can see enough to be dangerous, right? Right. So there were lots of, lots of times where it was just easier to fake it or hide it and just kind of move on with things than it would be to try to maybe explain it to somebody. Of course, my, my core group and those people all knew those things. But mm -hmm. when I got into the wild, um, and for me, I wasn't, it was during college. So when I would yeah. be out with uh, people I didn't know or in classes or things, it was just a lot easier to kind of hide it. So I, I can, it, it was easy in the short term. It's easy in the long term. It's not, <laughs> it's easy, but I think we did more damn more harm yeah, to ourselves. Probably. And I know I did because I, the hurtful things that were said, maybe if they knew they wouldn't have said it, but then there were times where I did tell people. And I would did mention to someone, you know, a few people that I don't see, I don't have much peripheral uh, left and they couldn't quite understand when you're in your early 20s, everything is funny, right? Like everything is just at least when I was growing up, you notice this, this thing people understand, but they don't. It's not like today where you have the Internet. I mean, I wasn't born in a cave <laughs> prehistoric, but at the time not dating myself, but there was internet, but it wasn't like it is today. You can hop on online now and you can, you have groups that you can speak to. You, you talk, people talk openly about their disabilities. That wasn't the case. Yeah. The internet was just at its beginning. So yeah, I can understand. Correct. Yeah. And, and you know, the, you're, the way they <laughs> wanted you to kind of get a support system was here, go to this support group. Yeah. You go there and you're already seeing people who are much further along, mm -hmm. uh, experienced life. So as 21, I'm, you're already afraid of what's happened and what's happening to you. When you go to that, you get a glimpse into what's going to happen into your future. Yep. So it, there really wasn't many people to talk to, or I would have people stand beside me. It's like, Oh, can you see me now? Oh I'm like, yes. Nope. That, that's fun. Game. Right. Yes, right. That's fun. How many fingers am I holding <laughs> up? Like that's always good times. Yeah. 
And I would yeah. stand there like, nope, can't see you. Come on, you really can't see me? No, I mean, I'm. It, why would I make something like that up? Right. And it just became this thing where the people would want to just test you. And like, no, get out. I mean, it's real. funny. It's funny for a minute, but like for a lifetime or for in, in the perpetuity, it's this is this is real. So, yeah. Or, you know, you go to a, a bar and that's how it happened. I actually, again, you're, you're in your early 20s. I'm going bar hopping and sure. Normal rites of passage for these these ages. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> And I want to say I was a good kid, um, but, you know, I did it. I had fun. And but there were a lot of times where I'd have to pretend that I was drunk because I wouldn't see someone handing me a drink mm -hmm. because it's only central vision. I don't have peripheral vision. I don't see below. Yep. So I'd have to physically move my head to look down. So someone's handing me a drink or extending their hand to shake Hand your shakes. hand. Yep. Pandemic. The, there were a few things that I just absolutely loved about yeah. the pandemic. No one gave me their hand like to yeah. shake. You know, I didn't have to explain, oh, I can't see it. I'm sorry. Um, I've been called many names, you know, uh, because they think that I'm deliberately doing something like not seeing them or bumping them with my um, cart yeah. or bumping into them. And and I think that's where I, I started realizing that the world needs to change. It wasn't so much I needed to change and become and conform to what I thought normal was. It was time for the world to change. And and accept and look at and have conversations about disability. And like I mentioned, uh, online, it's a great place. But, I mean, you can find the nastiness in online as well. So guard yourself. Uh, don't be open to everything and everyone. But it's a great place to start talking and sharing stories. Like the podcast environment here, which is what kind of what I, why I started. Uh, mm -hmm. It may not be the reason you started because you're a little bit more into the specifics of the kitchens and, and what's happening there but that's that's the one of the primary reasons that i started doing the podcast is just to kind of i don't know i started to it's time for me to start talking about this stuff and share my story mm -hmm. and and network and meet other people and i've just been blown away with community and all the information and i mean this is as much for me as it is for the listener because i'm absolutely i'm learning lots of things by interacting with lots of people and plus i don't I'm not sure, Mary, if there would have been a situation where you and I would have chatted for probably ever. If if I just called you one day, it'd be like, this is right. weird. I don't know who this guy is. Right, right. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's why things like this are great. And I think it's helped our community because of it. We do have and we do meet some great, awesome people within the community. And we learn, you learn things. I mean, I do. I, I learn little tips or tricks or things like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about it that way. Or, mm -hmm. wow, that's interesting because I've done that same thing. And that makes me feel better that I'm not the only one that, you know, has experienced that. Or uh, maybe that's a better way to yeah. uh, talk about that or explain this or, you know, because, again, ambiguously blind, it's hard to explain. And I think you can relate to that. Legally blind, I, people don't know what that means. I mean, no. you say blind and you think you know, no sight at all, total blackness. You say legally blind, it's like, Get some what glasses, right? Like just go to yeah. the, get some, yeah. So when you have these diseases of the eye or these, um, in your case, RP, glasses don't work. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I've had people think that I was lying, uh, making it up because yep. I don't, I don't have any identifiers. So I don't use a cane. I don't either. A white cane. Um, I don't have a guide dog, although they're so stinking cute. I just, I don't have a guide dog. Um, yep. at least not at this point. So People don't understand what I'm talking about. And if I say I'm low vision, 
They're like, what does that mean? I encourage you ask the questions. I mean, not everyone will want to talk about and will want to answer them because sometimes you just get tired um, of constantly educating and teaching people. But for the most part, you'll find people that will want to explain it and will will tell you about it because the more we talk about it, the more we have conversations, the more people will understand. I had someone tell me I've never met anyone with a disability. And I said that, you know, of oh, because I have a disability and you had no idea until I told you. Right. Right. So ask the questions. Yeah. Lead with questions. Don't don't assume. I mean, you you have your own assumptions based on what you everybody has assumptions based on what they think they know about anything. That's right. But it's always good to lead with questions. And generally that's received well. And at least in my I I encourage questions. Mm -hmm. See, and so do I. And so do I. So the majority you will find people are willing to answer and don't judge a book by its cover. I say this all the time. Yep. Yep. Right. Because not everyone's out. Not everyone has malintent. So, and I always use this example about the grocery store. If I'm going, you know, motoring along with my grocery cart and I happen to tap your grocery cart, good God, do not shoot me stink eye. Do not get (laughs) angry. Do not turn around, call me a name because I honestly did not, I didn't see you there. It's not like I rammed your cart or I did something or gave you whiplash. It was literally, I just tapped your cart. Mm -hmm. Just don't judge a book by its cover. And don't always assume that people have bad intent Yeah. Uh, when they're doing something, when something happens. I don't know. I say sorry all the time. And that's only because I always feel like it's my fault. So I feel like I just, just throw it out there. Just say sorry. It may, may not be me <laughs> that I bumped into something or, but I just say it all the time. I'm learning to stop saying sorry all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you say it so well. You say it sorry. So you know, I always think of Jim Carrey. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Another great Canadian. So do we say that differently as well? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's like it's like there's an EY on the end of it instead of or I don't know if that's okay. How do you Sorry. say it? Sorry. See, there's no A. <laughs> Sorry. Like, okay, you're saying it's S A. Okay. It's sorry. You're probably right. It probably <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I say bagel. Sorry. Bagel. Do you say bagel? Bagel. No, see, you say it differently. Yeah, I do. I say I, it the right A lot way of now, people. Right? No, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> what about about? About. 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 Yeah. Yeah, see, that I don't say it like that. Okay. I say about. That's that's right. Yes. Sorry. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> see, you don't come in with assumptions, Mary. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Ask the questions and you'll find out all about it. Exactly. And it's something else I've heard you say is finding ability in disability. Yes. And I'm a big proponent of that as well. And finding the uh, taking advantage of any disadvantages that that exist, because I think that's that's pretty much what you got to do. Well, everything I say and everything I talk about, it's because I, I, I live my life that way. When I say finding my ability and my disability, I stopped con I stopped focusing on what this disease and what this condition has taken from me. And I started focusing more on what I do have. I I led my life, um, honestly, as an imposter. I was an imposter in my own life because I let it rob me of so many wonderful things growing up. And over the years that, because I would always focus on, shit, I can't do that. I would just automatically think about, yeah, there's no way I can do it. Forget it. Um, or shit, I need someone to help me or yeah. it's it's that type of thing. 
And I stopped doing that. And I started retraining myself to think about everything that I can do and I can still do and still accomplish. Uh, I may get there differently, but not focus on how I got there, but that I got there. And there is always something that a little goal that I set for myself. You know, if I want to go somewhere and I know that it's someplace that I wouldn't go because I'm terrified that there are too many people around and I won't be able to see properly. I'll just know that I have to have a guide with me. It's that type of thing. Yeah, we just do things differently. Not That's maybe it. not the way, you know, one would consider normal, but we can still get to normal's the, boring. It is right. Oftentimes, you know, I love being different. And I think that's what makes us all unique. It, our differences. It definitely is. And I, I'm just going to back up a couple minutes. You said about, actually, and you'll, you'll have to I go back and listen not. to that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you stopped. <laughs> no. But I, I, I've heard you say it before on your podcast, Kitchen Confession. And um, I'm not very original, Mary. I'm just, you know, I've, I think I've told you that already. So I, <laughs> in, in my listening of yours, I've, I've pulled, you like to play games on your, on your podcast. I do. So I do. Oh, I God, thought we'd play turn the games. mic on me. Oh, and God, I've never really okay. heard you answer many of these types of questions. You've always. There's a reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we'd break it up a little bit here before we get too far into the confessing in the kitchen here. Oh, to, God, okay. you, you play a game called This or That. Yep. And I'll play some music and we'll just kind of ask you some questions. So do you think you can handle some this or that from from the other side? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm confident. Yes, I got this. Okay, cake or pie? Cake. Pancake or waffle? Pancake. I would go with waffle. I don't want to enter. Never mind. I'm not going to put yeah, it in Yeah, no, it's okay. No, that's good. You would go with waffle? Well, I mean, waffles are good. They got those little crispy bits. You can make them savory or sweet. But a pancake? That's good times. Okay, so then let's deviate a little bit. I don't. I, this is all we're going off script here. Is it Belgium <laughs> waffles or regular waffles? If you're gonna have a waffle, like I say, regular, like I don't, I don't know, like not Eggo? not Belgium. Well, like Belgium are like you know, like two inches tall. You know, when I say waffle, yeah. I'm thinking like three quarters. I'll have of them it. both. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I'm giving you inches. I'm sorry. I don't know how that converts to. No, no, I got it. I got. It. Yeah, don't we're good. Yeah. You so can, Belgium you, you can or regular waffle. Both. I want both because still they've still got those little grooves where you can where the maple Definitely. syrup kind of sits. Seems like maple a, syrup sits it seems in like, there. It seems like in a Belgian waffle, there's got often more times going to be fruits and like whipped cream and stuff, versus the regular waffle is just going to be your your maple syrup. Unless you live at my home and everything goes on them. Okay. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? If I had to choose Coke. But I don't really drink a lot of, uh, you say soda yeah. or pop? Soda, yeah, soda. soda pop. Okay. Coffee or tea then? Oh, coffee. Coffee in the morning, um, tea in the afternoon. Okay. Double, double? No. no. Okay. No. Straight black? Uh, no, I actually have almond milk that I use or almond creamer, which is really good. Okay. Wine or beer? Oh, wine. What kind of wine? Any kind. I used to love red. I still love red. Red doesn't love me as much. So I have to drink a little more white now, but uh, definitely red. And uh, a Pinot. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Sweet. Definitely sweet. I've got an insane sweet tooth. Surf or turf? Do I have to choose? Yes, um, that's the rule of the game. You have to. 
<laughs> International law. Turf. Okay, good answer. <laughs> Soup or stew? Duh. Um, stew. I like you, Mary. These are good answers. Why, <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, PC or Mac? Mac. On the right course here still. Mm-hmm. You didn't know we were BFFs. I did not. Okay, baked <laughs> or mashed potatoes? All mashed. Okay, another good answer. All right, so here's kind of the, the last one. This isn't really a this or that. On a scale of one to 10, what is your tolerance for heat in food? Oh, eight. All right, Mary, we could be friends. Yes. We are we are besties. That's Most it. Most of those are the same answers I would give. Enough. Dave, that we're besties. We just, yeah. Interesting. Yep. All right. And if you were my neighbor, I could have popped over some food when I made it. Ugh. You gotta move to Toronto. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Don't don't be offended by that, please. Okay. <laughs> it's a little you too cold family. up there, yeah. You and the family. Okay. That grad yes, yes. Okay. I'll give you that. All right. So let's talk a little bit about kitchen confession. Mm-hmm. You are, by my calculation, about five years into the podcast experience over on mm-hmm. Kitchen Confessions. How did that start? Mm-hmm. What's the origin of that? All this began. I wasn't actually in the food industry. I was a financial analyst. I mean, technically, I still am, but well, I that's was a considerably bean... different, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I was a bean counter. Um, so that well, was my dad's kind joke. of the food. Yeah, I gotcha. That was my dad's. Yeah. I went from counting beans to cooking them. I like it. Uh, right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, so when my eyes had deteriorated, uh, I lost, I, I couldn't do what I was doing before. I was always looking at two big screens, constant numbers, spreadsheets. It just, it, it couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It actually happened where, cause I hid this at work as well. So no one really knew there were a couple of people that knew. And a close friend of mine who I've known for worked for with many for many years, she um, knew I would always hide it. I was afraid that I was going to lose my job. They did not say that to me. I just assumed that if they knew my condition, that I would lose my job. Mm-hmm. And I, I always stress that because they were a great company. And uh, one day I just couldn't see. I, I literally put so much strain on my eyes and myself that everything went hazy. Packed myself up. I left, went to tons of numerous appointments, trying to figure out what was happening to me. Turns out my eyes had deteriorated. And the strain and the stress that I put on myself, it just, my system shut down. So like, that's it. I've had enough. You need to smarten up type thing. (laughs) And maybe, is that maybe when Mary 1.0 goes to Mary 2.0? Is that kind of the transition period there? Yeah, that's exactly when it happened. So, I mean, again, I'm I'm an advocate for therapy. I encourage everyone, if you are struggling with anything, seek out some help. And part of that was I started cooking as well. So along with my therapy, when I was at home, I'm like, I just, I I just started cooking. And I noticed that the connection between cooking and healing, I found it very empowering because I never thought about my condition, never thought about me losing my sight. I didn't think I didn't need help. It was just me and whatever I was doing. So I felt like myself. It was the mo. it was the only time where I really felt like me and free. It's almost like uh, it was therapy therapeutic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I started thinking that it's helped me in that way. Um, I just started sharing about it and how empowering and how I found my empowerment through food. And then that's how Mary 2.0 became a thing. And then I just started pushing myself 
out of my comfort zone. It's a great place to grow. That's how we grow. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. And started thinking of ways to chat with people, to share stories, to do things. And I just started on a journey of, of finding things. And the podcast came about because I couldn't find anything at the time that I really enjoyed listening to that was food related, but that included, that was inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really wanted to have people within my community as well on the podcast. So I developed one and I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it. And that's how I started was just talking about stories of people within our community, um, of people, just everyone that was just food related. And that's how kitchen confession started. It was just an idea and I, I jumped into it. Yeah. If you can't find the, what you're looking for, you just, you know, that's the entrepreneurial spirit, right? You just create. Mm-hmm. That's it. it. So five years in, I don't know how many episodes that is, but it's a lot. Definitely more than than this little podcast is pushing out so far. But you've met some pretty interesting people. I know there's a lot of a lot of chefs, a lot of cooks, a lot of things like that going on. You've um, picked up a lot of good tips from people. I have actually started off as, like I said, a little project for myself um, and talking and meeting people and and just talking about food. And then um, Accessible Media Inc. here in Toronto, in, in Canada, picked it up. So it's now under their umbrella. So it's an AMI original podcast. And um, we are now 137, I believe, episodes in. Awesome. 136. Yeah. So it goes from a side project, a side hustle, a side, um, I'm going to do this exploration into like, this is now the gig. This is what you do. Yeah. And my advice to anyone that wants to start off a podcast, has a podcast, wants to grow their podcast, treat it like a business. If this is what you want to do, treat it from the get-go like a business. Like you want it to 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 grow and to set a goal for yourself. Like this is where I want it to be. And then work towards that. Even if you think it's just a hobby right now, or if it's just something fun, if you have that thought in the back of your mind, that, that thought that you want it to be more, then work towards that and just treat it as though this is your business. And under the AMI umbrella, you also do Dish with Mary, right? On I the that's the TV side. I do. That's the TV. Um, so how does TV work with, I mean, so we're in an audio medium here. I think your podcast does some video stuff too. We just started. Yes. Yeah. In the audio sphere, we work, pr- I work pretty well in the audio spec, uh, spectrum, you know, without having to worry about any kind of site stuff. Mm-hmm. How does that work on camera? It's interesting. It's fun. It's, it's really, fun. it's, that's a lot of fun because I get to work with sighted chefs and I get to show modifications as to what we, what I do in the kitchen mm-hmm. yeah, with cooking and how I get there and, and what I see and what I do and what they do. So they'll, we'll be working. Ah, I can't even talk. <laughs> we'll be cooking together and I get to show. So let's say we're boiling eggs. They'll do their process and I'll explain how I would do it or I'll even demonstrate how I do it. And what's great about this show is that it is, again, inclusive of everyone. So it's called IDV, Integrated Descriptive Video. You can watch the program and you don't even have to actually look at the screen. So everything that I'm doing is being described as we're doing it as part of the conversation. It's embedded in. So everyone, every one of us can watch. You're doing the description or is there an audio description track? Nope. We're doing it as part of the conversation. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I think everything should be, because it should be part of the conversation. And this way, everyone in the family, the whole family can watch together. Yeah. 
without any sort of adaptive equipment or correct different different things. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So you mentioned boiling eggs. What is your procedure for boiling eggs? Let's put you on the spot. How how does that differ? How that differs is normally someone who has, and I call them my 2020 peeps, um, who has vision will just place these eggs in a pot, fill it up with water, boil it, and then you just scoop them out or dish or uh, drain them, whichever it is. Someone like myself, low vision, I will use, they have these pots that have um, almost like a strainer on the inside. So uh, a deep fryer. Mm -hmm. So you think of the deep fryer uh, baskets. Yeah. Some of the pots are already designed that way. So they're uh -huh. deep fryers or get a pot, buy one of those little deep fryer baskets. You can buy them at any dollar store. Mm -hmm. um, and then you place your eggs in the basket, place it into the pot of water, boil them. So when you have to remove your eggs, you just take the actual. Just take the, grab the handle, pull the whole thing out. That's right. So you don't have to worry about bringing it over to the sink, draining everything, trying to catch the egg, trying to find the eggs with a spoon. They're all in this little wire basket. Now, do you do you have a problem putting all of your eggs in one basket? <laughs> that, was Honestly, my, that was my dad I joke. Was, I, knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to come in with that one. I really did. I should have placed money on that. I would have won. <laughs> and yes, I do. In this case, in the kitchen only. <laughs> now, while we're on the topic of eggs, I, I thought that was interesting you brought that up because I, I do a lot of cooking by time, Mary. I find that yes. time seems to work where some people just do it by sight or what it looks like. You know, that's that's normal. No, that's key for us. Yeah. Timing. So so we kind of time things. And there was a uh, many years ago, a YouTuber called uh, Chef John. It's Food Wishes is his channel. He's, mm -hmm. he's awesome. He's based in the San Francisco area. He's been YouTubing for quite some time. And I found him because I was just searching for a hard boiled egg recipe or a timing or something. And mm -hmm. he's got a great one. He calls them hard, soft boiled eggs. Yes. And so you get those jammy eggs. I love yeah. it. Is it six minutes and 30 he, seconds? He actually steams them. I, I don't. Yeah. He, he puts like an <laughs> inch of water in the pot, puts the eggs in cold. And mm -hmm. then and then so you don't actually have to get your hand in there. I, I don't have to mm -hmm. worry about putting all my eggs in the same basket. And it's just based <laughs> on time. And it's it works great for me because I don't have to, you know, it's kind of the equivalent of the basket, I guess, for you. And I do a lot of the grilling. basket's just one option. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lots of ways yeah. to do lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever works for you um, is great. It may may work for me, may, may not. Um, I do a lot of grilling, too. Do you grill outside? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. But I'm going to be honest. Do you find it? And be honest with me. Do you find that the open flame? Does it intimidate you at all? It did. Yeah, it did. I'm going to I'm going to do another. So, me too. There's a guy named Chris Peltz. Um, he has a podcast called Blind Grilling. Um, he's also on YouTube as well, which is how I found Chris Peltz. He's totally, he has RP also. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. He's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, he uses a, a big green egg for a grill. And yep. a ceramic grill is very forgiving as far as like heat goes. Like mm -hmm. if you have a steel or metal grill and you touch it, you're in trouble, right? Because mm -hmm. you're going to bump into it. That's just what happens. But the ceramic grill uh, Kamado style grills, um, you can touch them. I mean, you don't want to like, you know, hang out on with your hand on them, mm -hmm. but just mm -hmm. by touching them, you're not going to like burn yourself. That's right. And so they're so forgiving and there's ways to get indirect heat and all these kind of things. And there's a device called the flame boss. 
Okay. So it's a way that you can regulate the temperature of the grill. It's totally accessible. I call it the flux capacitor of grilling. I'm going to date myself a little bit if you know what a flux capacitor is. <laughs> it's from back to the future. It's, it's what makes time travel possible. Okay. So to me, the flame boss is what makes grilling and smoking uh, meat possible. There's a world of stuff out there if you have a flame boss and if you're into grilling and, and smoking. It's amazing. And so I was intimidated by it for a long time until I met Chris and he taught me all these things about it. And he actually gave me a grill. Amazing. Amazing. A, through his YouTube channel, he's got a thing called Blindsided. And like he showed up in my house one day unannounced and he's like, hey, let's grill. It's awesome. I, I suggest checking out Chris, but there's a lot of things available, really a lot of adaptive equipment available for anything mm -hmm. and how somebody does it, you know, how you do it or how I do it might be slightly different, but generally we end up kind of at the same place. Right. And that's the whole point is just showing the modifications and, and making sure that we have these options and everyone knows that we have these options available. So we don't, we don't stop ourselves from doing things. Okay, Mary. So it's time for another game. Okay. This is a uh, rapid fire. Again, I pulled this from, from you. So here we go. You're ready for it. <laughs> okay. Best accessible tool you have in your kitchen. Talking thermometer. One thing people don't know about you. Oh, there are lots of things people don't know Let's about. Let's pick me. a really good one. Um, I almost got my black belt in karate. I was in competitive karate. Wow. Okay. So watch out. Keep yeah. Your oh, <laughs> and I also I thought I was going to grow up to be a solid gold dancer. Okay. That's like uh, the fly girl on yeah. uh, in living color. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what happened there? Yeah, no, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what music do you listen to when you're in the kitchen? <gasps> Everything. But my hype song, I would have to say, I think is Mary J. Blige. Mary nice. J. Blige. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, gosh, the name just, oh, just slipped my mind. It'll come to me. Um, I'm scanning my, I'm kind of a music dork myself. I'm scanning my Mary J. Blige, uh, repertoire. It, um, you remind me? No. Is that uh, a Mary J. Blige song? Mary J. Blige. See, I have my kitchen. I actually have a Spotify playlist. It's called my kitchen mashup. Okay. Uh, All right. So I'm just checking that now. Oh, so you can check oh, that on the fly. All right. So give me the last yeah. couple songs you got on your playlist there. Mary J. Blige, just fine. Okay. That's it. What else uh, you got there? What other songs? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm not going to tell you the exact songs. I'm going to skip through. Oh, Nina uh, Nina Cherry, Buffalo Stands. Um, oh, wow. Montel Jordan. Nice. This is how we do okay. it. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Uh, okay, child. you're yeah. curating your list for for <laughs> that, which is good. So let's get now. Let's get real deep and dark. Um, please share your most deepest, darkest kitchen confession. Okay, I have shared this one before, but I have to. <laughs> I uh, it was after Thanksgiving, and I was gonna make some stock, which I do all the time. So whenever I have chicken or if I buy rotisserie chicken, I always save the bones. 
and um, I freeze them, keep them in the freezer and I make stock with them. So this one time I decided that I was going to make it the next day. Um, so I cut up all the bones, put it in a stock pot, put all my veggies, whatever I wanted for this stock. And to break up the bones, I used uh, kitchen kitchen scissors. Had it boiling, had that boiling, well, not boiling, sorry, simmering for about two hours, if not a little more. I go to take everything out and get that ready to make this delicious soup. And I boiled everything with the scissors in it. Mm, <laughs> nice. Yeah, needless to say, we, we ordered out that night. <laughs> yeah, probably pizza yeah. or something. That's always Okay. Yeah, but the scissors were nice and clean, though. Yeah, they probably were. <laughs> Good idea to run them through the dishwasher, though. Yeah, and I, I really, I can't even blame my eyesight on that one. It was, I was rushing. So that's another one. Take your time in the kitchen. Yeah, especially around sharp objects. Yes. Yeah. So that's my kitchen confession. What is your favorite ingredient to cook with? Oh, there are too many. Um, right now, what's my favorite? You stumped me. Besides scissors. <laughs> um, I would have to say favorite ingredient to cook with. Gosh, there are way too many. There's a spice that I'm into right now. Spice House is the brand. And they they put together a whole bunch of pre-mixed spices. I like mixing my own. But they do such a good job. And there's a, a Greek town one. There's an Argyle Street, which is a nice steak rub. Um, there's so many. So many that they make. Yeah. Okay, what is your most favorite dining experience of all time? Hmm. I haven't had one in a long time because of the pandemic. Oh, it would have to be San Diego. Um... My husband and I went and we drove along the coast. So we're from San Diego to uh, San Francisco. And there was this restaurant there. They were give, they were doing a tasting menu. So we decided to eat our way through California. Nice. Yeah. It was so good because they had so many different dishes that we could taste and just taste the area. Just that what was in season, what was prominent in that area or what was it? I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, but you know what I mean? In the area. <laughs> so we had fish, we had fresh seafood, we had so many different things. The problem was the tasting menu, they were like full on portions. They weren't tasting menu portions. I had to unbutton my jeans when I left there. Like it was so bad. That's a problem Honestly, with America. You know, we, we don't have portion size. You know? It was, but it was so good. I mean, no one said I had to eat at all, but it was just, I, honestly, you, he was rolling me back to the hotel. Like it was, we were just so full, uncomfortably full, yeah. but it was delicious. And I wish I could remember the name, but I don't right now, but it was in San Diego. All right. Final. What is for dinner tonight? Oh, uh, steak sandwiches. Steak sandwiches. Walk me through yeah. that. How does that work? <laughs> so you put a ribeye, really... uh, put a piece of bread on either side. And... No, it's really one of those quick meals because I know I'm not going to have much time this evening. Uh, I pull up the air fryer and I season. I just get these really thin cuts of uh, beef mm -hmm. from the butcher and I'll season both sides of it. Uh, we actually, we just mixed up a batch of Bobby Flay's. Um, Bobby Flay's uh, popular steak rub, which is so good. Definitely highly recommend that. 
and we just rub both sides of that, put a little bit of oil on it, pop it into the air fryer. I'll saute some peppers, some onion. I'll do a little um, hot pepper in there. And then I put it on a fresh bun. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now it's yeah. Tuesday here. We're doing it's Taco Tuesday here at my house tonight. So you didn't ask, but I'm just going to tell you it's Taco Tuesday. Oh, I w- well, you bet me to it. I was going to ask. You got to give me a minute. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe we'll do that on the next one. Yes. Taco Tuesday sounds like fun. Well, Mary, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us for a little bit. Where's the best place for people to find Kitchen Confession? Kitchenconfession.com, I presume? Absolutely. There's Kitchen Con- First of all, thank you for having me because I smiled throughout this entire <laughs> conversation. Thank you. It was a I lot of fun. Smile. Yeah. And all the abouts. It was a abouts. lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And all the abouts. Right. Um, and I still don't believe that I said about. You'll hear it. I'm going to put it on loop. Um, you can find kitchenconfession.com. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Mary Mams. You can find me on, on TikTok at Kitchen Confession. Facebook, anywhere you go online, you can find me, Mary Mamaliti, or on the AMI website. So it's ami.ca slash dish. You can find all the uh, Dish with Mary episodes there. There's also a YouTube channel, Dish with Mary. Uh, my YouTube channel, Kitchen Confession. She's everywhere. And and Dish with Mary just wrapped the third season, which was uh, awesome. So that's exciting, too. We did. We're actually getting ready to start season four. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Mary. Well, thanks for taking some time out and spending it with us. It's been fun. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for spending time with the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.